Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. How much pain would it take for you to postpone your wedding? That's the kind of pain Erin Jackson was in. It's the kind of pain she dealt with for more than 10 years. Erin suffered from pelvic pain, a mysterious, sharp, stabbing pain that felt both internal and external. She went through college in pain. She made it through law school in pain. But the pain was always there, and it prevented her from having an active life. In her effort to overcome her pain, Erin saw multiple healthcare providers in multiple states. She was prescribed multiple medications, but none of it worked, and much of it made her pain worse. Then Erin began working with a physical therapist who brought a new approach to her pain, and suddenly things began to change. At MoveForwardPT.com, we're sharing stories of people whose lives were transformed by physical therapy, and this is one of those tales. It took only 15 days for Erin to see progress. In a matter of months, she regained her independence and learned to manage the pain that had dominated her life for a decade. Here now is Erin sharing her experience in her words. So I'm 31 now. I'm a healthcare attorney in Chicago, and I don't have any pain anymore. But preceding this part of my life where now I feel like I'm an athlete and really healthy and busy and all of this stuff, I struggled with chronic pelvic pain for over 10 years. So my first pain flare happened when I was 19. And in terms of what a pain flare is like for pelvic pain, it's different for each patient. I mean, it depends on what the problem is and all of that. But for me, it was it truly felt like someone was driving a knife through my crotch. It was burning pain. It felt like the stereotypical lemon juice or salt in the wound. It was superficial and internal, unexplained bleeding. I had a lot of cramping. I would get aching through my low back, through my thighs, irritation with skinny jeans. Of course, the skinny jeans trend introduces itself like right around this time. Horrible like Charlie horse cramping feeling through my thighs, sometimes past my knees but it would be fleeting. So I'd get a pain episode for like 15 minutes and it would go away. And this really contributed to the sort of mystical nature of the pain where no one can put their finger on what's going on. I went to the doctor and, you know, at first they were saying, oh, you don't have an infection and would send me home, just sort of like get some more sleep and reduce your stress. I can't tell you how many times I've been told to that I need to lower my stress level and I'd feel better. I had one doctor who said that she thought that I needed to see a psychiatrist because there was just nothing wrong with me. So that sort of teed off a decade of getting progressively worse. And so law school is sort of my time frame when this is year five through year like eight of pain. And I start law school and I'm wearing jeans I'm getting these fleeting pain attacks. It would really be like I was walking home from class. It would 
seemed like someone ran up behind me, stabbed me, and then ran off. And so I would recover from these mini episodes and then carry on. But through the next couple of years, they started happening more, and they started not going away. So I started having to live with, do homework with, sleep with, attend class with stabbing pain. And that was definitely an adjustment. So I had to transition from, you know, taking a sick day when I had pain to realizing that the sick days were piling up and I needed to go anyway. But it really became extremely limiting in that all of my energy went to surviving the activities that I had to do. And so there was no energy left for the activities that I used to want to do. At some point, this became just the normal course of things. We were actually set to get married the day after law school graduation. We went to law school together, and we had to postpone our wedding because I was in too much pain. So it kept me from doing virtually anything I wanted to do. And so I would go to my gynecologist and complain to her about it and ask her assistance. And they like to put me on antibiotics for some sort of infection or something that they couldn't quite locate, but this must be what's going on. And as I became more and more involved with medical professionals and as I saw more doctors and more providers, I became worse and worse and worse. I have seen physicians or physical therapists in four different states. I have $60,000 in medical debt. And I was insured through the whole thing. So that's co-pays and medical travel expenses and things that insurance wouldn't cover. And so that sort of encompasses a decade of battling to get my health back from this very mythical sort of pain that I couldn't put my finger on. I have received so many different diagnoses over the years. Providers have thought I had endometriosis, which I didn't. They had all sorts of, like, fancy words for amorphous conditions that aren't actually, like, treatable. Things like vulvodynia or pudendal neuralgia, which really just describe what you're feeling. Nerve pain of the pudendal nerve is pudendal neuralgia. But they weren't, like, the kind of diagnosis you can latch onto that as a clear treatment protocol. I continued to see physicians. One performed a slew of surgical procedures looking for some answer, and he just created more problems. And so I had to have another procedure to remedy some of the problems from the first one. And finally, after struggling in pain for about six years, I flew out to the East Coast to see a physician who I saw on Dr. Oz talking about vulvodynia. And this was the first time I had heard someone talk about what I was experiencing. I mean, after struggling in pain for more than half a decade, I hear more, a more accurate rendition of what I'm experiencing watching Dr. Oz than I did in any of the treatment rooms with the doctors and providers who knew me intimately and knew the details of my case. So I fly out to the East Coast. I see a physician who got what I was going through. And this is the first time I'm able to get a prescription for pelvic PT. 
And then the search ensued for the right pelvic PT for me. I was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the time, and I ended up flying to Denver weekly for physical therapy. Um, I was getting nerve blocks, and at some point I went from being able to wear yoga pants up to my treatments to not being able to wear pants or underwear with any level of comfort. So I ultimately ended up pretty much disabled. I stopped going up to Denver after about a year. Treatments hadn't helped. I was even worse. I was on 13 medications. I graduated law school and was sort of out of energy. After this arduous battle with pain, and law school is not an easy feat by any means. So I sort of languished in pain for a little while trying to figure out what to do about it. And my sweet husband quit his job in Albuquerque and announced to me that we were moving back to Chicago, my hometown, because he was certain there would be medical care there for me. So we packed up a U-Haul and drove into the polar vortex in Chicago. And I went and saw a well-respected OBGYN. She offered two pain doctors. One, she said, would probably want to do a vulvar ablation procedure, which is sort of stomach-turning to even imagine. And the other one, he seemed to be doing really great stuff with pelvic pain. And so that other one was my pain doctor. I went and saw him, and he did a quick exam, and he said, I think you're having an allergic reaction to all the topical medications that these physicians have prescribed you, and they were all these vulvar topicals. And so he took me off all of them, and sure enough, over the next few months, the swelling went down. And at this point, I had been in a wheelchair, and I couldn't walk without pain and was extremely swollen, and the irritation went down. He also said that, obviously, I needed pelvic PT. I am in such incredible pain. It it really exceeds the parameters or the limits of the pain scale. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't walk. My husband was at times carrying me to and from the bathroom. I was down to 100 pounds. I laid in bed all day. I couldn't sleep. I, I was a wreck. So I think at this point, I had lost faith in my ability to completely recover. I didn't believe, I really didn't believe at this at this time that I was going to not be in pain someday. I didn't believe that. And so PT was to check the box and say, I'm doing everything I can, I think to myself. And it was also, I think I hoped maybe she could reduce the pain a little bit, but I'd been through treatments of some kind for like a decade. She was not going to have some treatment or some approach that was so novel that it was going to be able to help me. But she did. And the first visit, she didn't perform a pelvic exam because she felt like I was too inflamed and too flared up to do it. This just seemed insane to me. I mean, all my previous providers had just sort of plowed through the pain and done what the checklist of their initial evaluation said anyway. But she wasn't like that. I was pretty skeptical. I thought that she wasn't doing things the way all the other providers had done. And even though they didn't help, 
it felt like the treatments were really a feat to sort of survive. They were difficult and at times painful, and hers weren't like that. Her treatment approach is personalized, empathetic, gentle treatment where she would put her hands on me and work through stuff that was that was tight or painful or causing some other issue. None of her treatments hurt. It was really reassuring and safe treatment. They wanted to know what I was feeling, not what I'd been diagnosed with. And this was extremely refreshing. The next visit, I come in for my second appointment, and my husband takes her aside and says, is this actually going to work? <laughs> and she said, I think I can help Erin. I really think I can help her. And I promise that if I can't, I'll refer you to someone who, who can help. That was incredibly reassuring after struggling in pain for a long time and seeing providers week in and week out without being referred out when they couldn't help me. Through the course of PT, I started, I pretty quickly became an adherent of her way of thinking. I got to go to PT. It didn't hurt. And I actually felt better afterwards. So two weeks after my first visit with her, I was able to walk around the block, I think. And within a month, I was able to walk a mile. Two months, I was able to walk four miles. Five months, I was able to kayak and ride a bike and do all these things that providers had told me for so long that I wouldn't be able to do again. She helped me get used to wearing underwear again. The next step was pants, and so she helped me with that. She helped me talk through graded exposure and um, having pain-free sex again. She talked with me about what I wanted to do and then helped me accomplish it. And 14 months after my first visit, I just started going to PT as needed. And I now have my rock climbing certification and I do yoga regularly. I wear jeans every day. I have my life back thanks to her. As an example to how, how far it came and sort of her approach, I emailed her a few months ago and I said, I want to run a 10K. Do you think I can do it? And she wrote back and said, if you want to, you can do it. <laughs> And that really summarizes her treatment approach. My goals and my values governed and led the treatment. What I wanted led the treatment, and she is there to support me living my life the way I want to. And so she's helped me do everything I do today. And when I went into PT, I had very low expectations. Ultimately, a combo of the right doctor and the right PT, namely my PT. She is a saint and she's brilliant and she's the most creative and compassionate woman I've, I've ever met. I have an extraordinary affinity for her. That's ultimately what got me better. It wasn't finding this diagnosis that I thought I had to find to get better. It was that sort of hand-holding and then like letting me, letting me launch by myself and they helped me realize just how better I was. And so that was really helpful. Thank you to Erin for sharing her story. You can find others like this at moveforwardpt.com. You can find Erin's blog, where she writes about her recovery, at her legal practice website, 
jackson-legal.com. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.